Hi, I'm Tom Hansen. And I'm Kat Hansen. In 2014, our son Harding was diagnosed with congenital heart disease. And since then, we have experienced the ups and downs that come along with being a CHD parent. In this podcast, we share some of the lessons we've learned along the way and the things we wish we knew at the start of our journey. In each episode, we also chat with CHD experts to get their stories of hope, encouraging insights, and valuable resources to give parents like us the right help at the right time. This is the Hope and Courage Podcast. With this episode, we just want to say, CHD supporters, we know that you love us so much, and we know that you love your CHD family so much, and we are so appreciative of everything that our support system has done for us, our friends and family, and we know that CHD families out there are so appreciative of their support systems. So I just want to start the episode by saying that. Hello and welcome to this very special episode of Hope and Courage, the CHD Parent Podcast, where we put out the word. We said, listen, people out in the world, me and Kat, we're not, we're not experts in, the, in, in everything. We don't know everything. We want to pull the collective knowledge of the people out there in our network. And we just ask them a simple question uh, that we've been asked several times by lots of people is when you are a friend or a family member or uh, anything like that around a CHD parent, what is the best way to help and support a CHD parent, right? We threw that out to everybody. That's right. It was actually an idea that my dad had, my sweet dad. Shout out to Mike Hibbett. Hey, What's Mike. Up? Mike Hibbett, 859. <laughs> What's going on? I don't think I've ever called him Mike. Hey, dad. I love you. <laughs> um, yeah, my dad listens to the podcast because he's a sweetheart. And he said, you know, I think it would be a really good idea for you guys to do an episode on what friends and family can do to help CHD families. Well, I know uh, if I could borrow a wheelbarrow and uh, I also a couple shovels, Mike, uh, that would be <laughs> uh, that's how this CHD parent could be supported. <laughs> Got to do some mulching. My dad, my dad does love his yard work. He has an immaculate lawn. He I'll re- throw it out to the world. Yes, it's. The best probably lawn in in our area, in Cincinnati, Ohio. But yeah, so we thought, man, that's a great idea. So we pitched it as a question on Instagram and we got lots of responses. Thank you guys so much for taking the time to respond. We got some great ideas here. Yeah, really good ones. Definitely stuff that that we would uh, agree with. There's some good stuff on what not to do. So let's just jump right into that. You want to? Absolutely. And again, we're going to keep all these responses anonymous so no one will know who you are. We're just going to kind of run through the main themes here of the responses that we got. Mm -hmm. And if you want to call in, there's a 1-800 number in the, uh, where do they see the 800 number? There's not an 800 number. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. I thought we had a 1-800 number. But there is a call, a voicemail thing that we have on our podcast that we never use. Is there really? There really is. People I was can saying send that us, as a joke. That people can send us voice messages. So I would love to get a voice message, I'll, please. In the description of this episode or, or when I post it on social media, I'll put the link there where people can go and leave a voice message. Is it a 1-800 number? It's not. Nope. Okay, just, I'm going to stop saying that. Yeah, you should stop. <laughs> you should definitely stop. Okay, okay, back on track here. So how people around CHD parents, how can they help? So what was the first uh, response that we got? So the first response was about food. Food. You got to eat. Guys, Even in the midst of all of the craziness, you got to eat. Yes. If you are a friend or family member listening in and you want to know how to support your CHD family in your life, 
food is probably the number one way you can do that. Now listen, there are lots of different ways you can do this. You can give us a gift card just so we can order whatever we want. Some hospitals have meal cards. Yeah. Uh, like Cincinnati Children's, they have meal cards that they sell that makes the meal in the cafeteria a lot cheaper than what you would normally pay to go eat in the cafeteria. They had this like dirt cake with like gummy worms. <laughs> this is it Tom's was just favorite. like my thing. I was like, I would eat like the healthiest thing I could find. And then like six orders of that like dirt cake with gummy worms because <laughs> of how good it was. Yes. But yeah, so using, so go through the hospital CHD support network out there. A lot of times hospitals like Cincinnati Children's and others, they have programs where you can buy prepaid meal cards and then just hand the stack of those. I can't tell you how amazing. Your parents were great about that. Yeah, my sister. Um, they would just come in with an envelope with like 10 of those things and it was just awesome. It was so helpful. And it was just logistically great. I mean, it was cool to get a gift card to Subway or something. Right. But, you know, we're in the hospital and we're in the midst of everything. The idea of getting out and getting right. Subway. Right. It, it's different. If, if your CHD family that you know is in the hospital, bring them a meal, like drop off the meal so that they can put it in their like family cafeteria that they have on their floor. Um, or... Buy them meal cards at the hospital. Those are the two best things you could do. If they're not in the hospital or they just got home, bring them a meal. Or if they're not home, go stick a meal in their freezer or go stick it in their fridge and just let them know that you did it. It's really helpful. And and I'll, I'll add a little bit extra to that. Something that friends and family might not know that's hard for CHD families is visitors. Yeah. When you're in the midst of going through one of the hardest times in your life, it is really hard to socialize. <laughs> and so my encouragement to you is to freely drop off the food and say, I'll talk to you later, you know, or, or schedule a time to come visit later when things are calmer. Unless the CHD family says like, hey, I, I'd love to see you. I'd love for you to come visit. I'd love for you to come see the kids or whatever. I would default to just saying, here's the meal. I love you. We were thinking about you. Yeah, I think for me, and this is something I, I guess that you and I had just a different threshold for yeah. and a different kind of approach. And that's and it is something that I've seen a lot before. Mm-hmm. For me, I, I don't know. You can psychoanalyze me later, but <laughs> uh, but please don't. But uh, but do you can send me a, a DM and we'll talk about it. If you call the Winnie 100 number. <laughs> They will give you... Tom, there's no 1-800 number. <laughs> we're working on a 1-800 number. No, we're not. We're trying. Uh, <laughs> but the the thing about me was there's you're dealing with the, the present needs, just dealing with the logistics and just literally solving the problems that need solved in the moment. Mm-hmm. And you're also wrestling with your own emotions as your own child is going through this and, mm-hmm. and you're wrestling with all of that. But for me, there was this added burden of like i'm also managing all the other relationships and feeling like a sense of responsibility to mm-hmm. manage that or communicate the right way or mm-hmm. you know i almost felt like i i didn't like giving bad news to fa- right. family and friends so i'd have to like think about how i was going to say something and manage the them and support them so they're they're getting the bad news about right. and, it, and it and it got to the point where i think my default was just like don't tell anyone, don't put it on socials, like, let's just deal with it. Right. And that's just the way that I coped. And I think that you coped more in, like, 
No, the more <laughs> the more open I am and the more I yeah. share and the more I invite people in, the better I feel. Right. And that was just, man, that created conflict, right? <laughs> yeah, it did. Because you're like, things, something's happening and I like see her on her phone and I, I you know, you're texting it out or putting an update right. out there and... And, I, and in my head, I'm just like, stop texting. <laughs> don't. Because and then don't in my brain, anybody. I'm like, I have to manage, like, how is so-and-so going to hear that? And then I've got to have the phone conversation right. to process that. And that's more right. work and burden and stress. And yeah. And that, and that goes into another tip that we got from somebody. You know, they, they mentioned, a few people mentioned this. You know, CHD families are often just not available. We're, like Tom's kind of describing here, we're kind of emotionally, relationally unavailable. (laughs) And so if you text or call us, please don't expect us to get back to you uh, quickly or at all. (laughs) Like, it'd be great if you could just send a message letting us know that you're thinking about us, praying for us, encourage us a little bit. But then don't, don't put any expectations on your CHD family in your life. Understand that we will come back to our relationship with you as soon as we can, but right now we're going through one of the hardest things we've ever been through. And if we need to talk about it, if we want to talk about it, we'll reach out to you. Uh, And if you're just sending, you know, quick little texts every once in a while, we'll know that we can reach out to you when we're ready. Yeah, and I think for us, what we ended up doing that was kind of like a compromise because, you know, we talked about it and we worked through it at all, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think what we did is we kind of established what is our communication pipeline going to be for the outside world and right. what is the procedure of getting things out there. And mm-hmm. you and I would look at the message or the text or whatever it was for the particular update before mm-hmm. it went out. And it was always like a group text on a thread. And then we could, you know, you could send it to me and I could copy and paste it to send it to my network and mm-hmm. your network and... And then later on came a Facebook update or something. Right. From the other side of this, you know, it's like CHD families. Yeah, we do have that tendency to kind of close off. Mm -hmm. But that was something that you were always really good about pushing us to is like you have to open up and you have to bring in that outside support. You can't completely close off. Yeah. From the outside world. But for us, it was just let's determine a communication pipeline Mm -hmm. um, and then you know, if you are here as a support for a CHD family, figure out what that pipeline or that preferred method of communication is. Mm-hmm. If it is a text, if it's just text, because the phone cars, calls can be hard. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's like a phone chain. Maybe it's an update on a social media platform. Determine what the preferred method of communication is mm-hmm. and then just stay in that pipeline. Right. And, and it is hard. You know, I get it. It's not that, you know, when you're a uh, a grandparent, an aunt, a friend, uh, a godparent, whatever it is, you are you care as much about that kid. I mean, you want these updates as soon as possible. Absolutely. Right? Like, yeah. you want to make sure. But when it's the parent, I think you have to take a little bit of a step back and just allow those the parents to kind of process it and manage that communication the best way possible. Because, again, for me, just even managing the updates was more stressful and more work right on top of dealing with everything else right and that again leads into another tip about updates you know we know like you said that friends and family love us so much our communities love us so much and they are anxious about what's going on with the with the chd child in their life but please don't expect 
daily updates from us. If, if we want to update daily, we'll do that. But don't ask for it constantly. Mostly because there, we're doing a lot already. We have to be very hands-on with our CHD child. But two, like, we are not just updating you. We're updating everyone else who's asking for a daily update. You know what I mean? Uh, so it's kind of like you said, that feeds into, like, you know, ask the CHD family in your life, how would you prefer me to ask for updates. Simply asking them that uh, is very beneficial and very helpful because uh, then the CHD family feels the freedom not to have to people please and can just say, hey, like these are our boundaries. You know, we'll we'll give you an update every other day or we'll give you an update once a week. Uh, if there's anything that's truly an emergency, we'll let you know, but just assume that Things are okay. Things are are running well if we don't reach out to you. Something like that. The other thing that I would share with support the support network of CHD families and parents is, you know, a lot of times what was what's going on and what was going on with us and why it made updates so challenging mm-hmm. is because there's inevitably questions. Yes. Like a doctor tells me an update about my kid. I have questions. Yeah. Right. And then I go to update family members and friends, and and then they have questions, and I'm going, I don't know. Yeah, we don't have the answers. I, I and like I, I don't. I'll yeah. ask. So then I end up. What ends up happening a lot of times is like, I end up in the middle of like, trans. Like oh, so I have this. I have this list of questions from other people that I couldn't answer that I don't. You know. Right. And now I've got to figure those out, or and and it's just it's a lot. You know. I think uh, along with that, I would just say be okay with the updates that you're getting, yeah. you know, so determine what that preferred way of getting updates are and understand that it's a burden. So it can't, it oftentimes can't be like a daily responsibility. Right. But then, you know, just also be sensitive to getting the questions, right. Or, right. or getting the answers. Obviously you care and you're involved in, in those kind of things. And, um, but it can be, a, again, an extra burden, extra work on the CHD parents. Right. And I think the theme that I'm seeing here in some of these is like give without expecting anything in return, really. Like, because that's what we need the most during that time when things are heavy. We don't have a lot to give. Everything we have, we're giving to the CHD child, you know, and helping them survive. So if if you as a family member or friend can just give without expecting any, anything in return, it helps that family so, so much in, in all aspects. Yeah. And it, and again, it's not coming from a selfish place. Not at all. I mean, no. it's like you care. You care about that child. You care about what's going on. You want to be in the know. You want to see how you can help. But but again, like what we were saying is just it can create just another thing that the CHD parent has to manage and care for. Okay, so we'll move on here a little bit. I think I I mentioned a a little part of it, you know, just texting to check in uh, or calling to check in is great. So we love to hear that people are praying for our family, right? And we love to hear that people are thinking about us. Those kind of texts mean a lot. Yeah, for us, it really felt like when, when, especially for me, when I was in the heat of it, you know, like, and it didn't last forever. These seasons weren't permanent Mm -hmm. but there were seasons where we're in the heat of it it's like a surgery it's a recovery from the surgery it's it's a it's something right Mm -hmm. and i just turn into 
almost like a robot. Right. I just turn into, I'm like, the emotions are shut down. I am just going. I'm figuring out, like, what needs done? Where do we need to go? What do we need to do next? What mm-hmm. do I need to learn? And, and what's the problem that needs solved? And I would stop. And, and you know, again, prayer and meditation, really important to, into our family and something that really helped us along the way. But to be honest, that was something that I... I often really struggled with when I right. was in the season. It's like, it's almost like I'm in the middle of it. Probably when I would, when I feel like I need that the most, but really unable to do it. But I took incredible comfort from the fact that I had dozens and dozens and dozens of people praying for you, praying for me, praying for Harding, praying for our whole family. And they were just, they weren't, they were just, giving us those, hey, we're praying for you, we're thinking of you, like our church stopped and we said a prayer or I lit a candle for you or whatever Mm -hmm. it was, I found those things to be incredibly comforting. I would definitely say that if you've got a CHD parent or child in your life, there is great value in just communicating to them really quick touch points that, that you're thinking of them and that you're praying for them. They will take incredible comfort from that. Yeah, I, I know that we did. Yeah, absolutely. You know, for us in our story, faith was played a, a very big role. And, you know, like you said, when, when things were super hard, we had to lean on other people's faith because it was really hard to take time to in, invest in our own. You know, things were just were just really hard. So definitely send that quick text. Another thing that I heard from people was they loved it when friends and family would take care of their needs without us having to ask. Um, so things that that continue to go on in life when you're in the hospital and you don't have the availability or the capacity to take care of it. For example, mowing the lawn, <laughs> bringing the mail inside, taking the garbage out, all those things like we, we have, if we're living in the hospital, we have no way of doing that. So if you're a community member, just say, hey, I'm stopping by. I'm going to mow your lawn today. Just wanted to let you know. Don't ask, hey, do you need your lawn mowed? Just go do it. You know, because if you drive by our house and the grass is knee high, it obviously needs mowed, right? Life doesn't stop, you know, when when your child comes into the world or you're right. dealing with an issue. Like the things and the rhythms that you've been in, like, oh, I mow the grass on Saturday. It's like they would just pop in my head. You know, like I, mm-hmm. I would be in the middle of literally a, a crisis and then I would stop for a second. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm supposed to take out the trash tonight. And I'm like, oh, who cares? I'll let it go. But it's the fact that I ha- like you would constantly have those little things mm-hmm. that would just pop in your head. They can be they can just add to the stress and add to the anxiety. And then whenever someone asks, like, hey, can, can I come mow your lawn? It's always hard to it's like no it's okay i don't want to put you out we want to we want to instantly say no because that's the polite thing to do right yeah i mean we got good at not being polite after yeah we stopped doing that after (laughs) a while (laughs) we got we were were kind of like no it sounds good yeah yeah, that'd be great like can we pick up some food it's like yeah here's my uh, jersey mike's order here it is right but you know the 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 idea of just like taking the initiative stepping up and helping you know it, it does mean a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And even offering yourself as the person, as the go-to person, say like, hey, if you have a need that comes up, just text me, call me, let me know, I'll get it done for you. You know, set the expectation for that CHD family in your life that I'm the person you can rely on. You know, like that is so helpful. 
I had yeah. a few friends, you know, when it came to childcare for Audrey, that was probably our greatest need was having people who could, that we trusted, that we loved, who could take care of Audrey for free. <laughs> and there were so many of my friends and family who stepped up for us in that way. And were willing to drive her up to the hospital so that she could see Harding or were willing to take her for the morning so that I could go and see Harding in the morning or something along those lines. Um, you know, being a child care support is is huge, especially for families who have siblings. You know, it, I think we just live in a day and age where, you know, neighbors, we're not outside, we're not connecting a lot. You know, we're a little more isolated than mm-hmm. we used to be, right? Yeah. Um, but I would just say for you as a CHD support person, um, you know, just lean in, you mm-hmm. know, I, I mean, we, we've had, I remember one time um, Harding uh, had, had a, a very acute incident. So we had to call an ambulance and, you know, jump in. And so uh, I jumped into the ambulance with him and we take off. And I don't even know where you are or <laughs> what's happening. It's just like go check, yeah. get there, and I'm I'm just there, working through it. Um, and then I get to the hospital and and get out of the ambulance, and you're there. Yeah. And I'm like, whoa, hey. Uh, and and uh, like our neighbor just saw the ambulance mm-hmm. and just like ran across the street and was like, get in, let's go. And she right. just like. She saw that I was a hot mess and like super scared and in tears. And she was like, there's no way you're driving. Get in my car. I'm going to, we'll follow the ambulance. Yeah. And just, you know, yeah. having, and you know, she knew about Harding and everything yeah. that was going on. And um, it was just incredible act of kindness. So the last tip we'll talk about is about health and wellness. So something that CHD supporters may or may not understand is that CHD kids can sometimes be uh, immunocompromised. I know when Harding was born, we were told like, hey, if you're not getting your regular flu shots, you need to start getting them. And 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 especially when he was a newborn and, and getting these surgeries at a very young age, the doctors impressed upon us how important it was that he stay healthy, not only for his heart, but so that he would be healthy to healthy enough to get the procedures that he needed to get done. You know, if, if a kid is sick, they can't operate. You know, they can't do the things that they need to do to take care of them. I know we as CHD parents have very clear restrictions and just ways that we have to operate in the world. Mm-hmm. And it is really helpful when the supports that we have around us are understanding and sensitive to that. Right. Right. You know, again, some families would feel more comfortable with the extended network, got flu shots. Right. Or other immunizations, right? Right. Or kept a distance during a certain season. I know for us, leading up to surgeries had to be complete isolation to make sure that uh, our, our kid was being as healthy and strong as possible leading up into that surgery. Mm-hmm. So we had to isolate and keep distance. And that sometimes fell in the middle of Christmas season. It did. You know, we saw the potential for issues, which right. is like, Hey, we're not coming to Christmas this year. Right. You know, and if you are a family or support system around a CHD parent, you just have to understand that they're working in a very heightened sense of that health and wellness and restrictions and all those different things. Right. And it it actually, maybe for some parents, there's like fear involved there. Um, 
But I think for a lot of parents, we're operating on doctor's orders. You know, we are just trying to do the best we can by our child. We have a doctor who's telling us, here are the best things you can do. And we're trying to do those things. And so it's extremely helpful when friends and family are respectful of that, uh, even if they disagree. Or even if, you know, they're hurt by the fact that we can't come to Christmas or that, you know, we say no when you ask to hold them or something. But yeah, you know, if you're something you can do, you know, let's let's take some of the heat off the topic a little bit. Let's imagine, you know, a friend or a family member is just stopping by to say hi. If you feel like you're sick, if you feel like you've got symptoms, even if you think it's allergies or something, I think a lot of CHD families would feel better if you said, hey, let's reschedule this because I'm not feeling 100%. Um, or when you come to visit either in that hospital or at home, um, when you come in, wash your hands right away and always ask before you pick up the CHD child. Um, ask if it's okay. Ask if there's any restrictions. All those things communicate to us that you're really there to be a support and to be as loving and, and, and understanding as possible. Kat, we talked about a lot of amazing stuff there. We got a lot of amazing input from our network and community out there. Mm -hmm. Let's do a lightning round. What what are all the big ideas that we hit today? Yeah, so first we talked about food, when to bring it, how to bring it. Uh, we talked about scheduling time to visit, not just dropping in all of a sudden. Um, we talked about, you know, updates, you know, figure out with the family what the best line of communication is, you know, not asking for constant updates, let the family decide when they're going to do it. Text or calls, just checking in to say, hi, how are you? We're praying for you. And then taking care of everyday things that the family can't take care of, like bringing the mail inside or taking the trash out or mowing the lawn or any of those things. And finally, we talked about, you know, just being sensitive to the CHD family's heightened awareness of health and wellness around their CHD child. So I think the big the big idea there is CHD parents need help. Mm -hmm. We could not have done what we did alone. Absolutely. And so we are looking for help and support. So friends, families, neighbors, everyone can be a huge help. But the flip side of that is just make sure that you're coming with empathy and understanding right. to know how you can help because there are situations in which that help and that outside support actually becomes more of a burden and a challenge. Right. And so just make sure you're being sensitive and understanding and empathetic about what they really need. We may have to do a part two sometime because I'm sure there's going to be lots more that come up after people listen to the episode. And Well, we got to check the 1-800 number. Oh my gosh. <laughs> they're, this they're is never going to end. That's our episode for today. Thank you so much for listening. In addition to this podcast, we have lots of other resources to help support, encourage, and equip CHD parents. These can all be found at TomandCatHanson.com. The one we are most excited about is our book. Yes, we've written a book. It's called Hope and Courage, Real Life Lessons from the Parents of a Child with Congenital Heart Disease. It's a must read for CHD parents because it gives you a story that only you can relate to and valuable insights you need to live a happy and fulfilling life. 
It's almost ready and you can sign up now on our website to join our mailing list to be the first notified when it's ready to be purchased. While you wait, we'll go ahead and send you a free resource, Top 10 Tips for CHD Parents, which you will love. You can follow us at Tom and Kat Hansen on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Also, please rate, follow, and subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you listen to it on. It really helps this project grow. With that, we'll talk to you next time.